Hiya, Wes. How are you doing? Yep. Okay. Upright and ready to go. Excellent. Awesome. So welcome to those of you who are joining us today. Uh, we hope that you found this series that we've just started quite useful where you can link up with Acorn Christian Live. Um, if you're part of a healing hub or you're just on your own or with some friends, this is just a great opportunity where we now pull apart what we were looking at at Acorn Christian Live uh, through a discussion. So um, the story this week that we've explored together is uh, the woman with the hemorrhage um, and just asking, where is God when I hurt? Um, Wes, why have you chosen this this particular topic? Well, I, I think one of the th- things that I've um, I've come across is it's incredibly understandable, isn't it, that in the face of tragedy or prolonged illness or trauma or whatever it is, that it 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 becomes at times hard to grasp and believe in God's healing love. It does. You know, it, I mean, it just seems as if it's a joke that you don't get. It's like, you know, yes, okay, but, and and you know all the stories about healing and and everything else that comes on, I I appreciate can sound very hollow for people. You know, when you hear about wonderful things that God's doing for other people. Um, And and yet, you know, we remain in need, particularly like for this woman. I mean, 12 years. I mean, you know, we get a little bit upset if a headache goes on for a couple of days, you know, but this woman has got something that has excluded her from family and community and from ordinary life, it has been a life-changing event for her because of the social and health and spiritual and religious rules that, that went on. And this has gone on for 12 years. And, and so in the in the sort of the, the service, I also use that verse from Psalm 42, you know, where is God? Yeah. You know, and the Passion Translation has this wonderful thing, where is this God of yours? You know, why doesn't he help you? And And, you know, not only can other people think that about us, but actually we can think that about ourselves. So I wanted to look at what happens and how do we, how do we, how does that work out? Yeah, definitely. And so when we are feeling like that, you know, where is God? Um, what, what can we do? Have you got sort of any, any, any practical advice or any scripture? Well, I mean, I guess one of the things about delay is that it, it, it either moves us in a sense to disappointment. And I understand that, you know, you're living with trauma or, or sorrow or tragedy, which is why funnily enough, I wrote the song, how long, O Lord, must I wait here? But of course, like all of the Psalms, it has that theme in it. Yeah. I believe hang on a minute, you know? Mm. And so I was trying to understand something that went on about that. And, you know, delay either moves us to a place of disappointment or it can deepen our faith, our, our hanging on to God. And, and it's a bit like muscles, isn't it? I mean, the more you exercise it, the, the stronger it gets. And so in the delay, and, and so I went back to people like Caleb. I mean, you know, he, you're saying, who the heck is Caleb? Well, Caleb <laughs> was, I think he was one of the two people, apart from Moses, who stood on the shores of the Red Sea and said, God can do this. Mm. Because there's Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. And they're the ones who, who, who are just stalwart in their faith that God is going to bring them through this. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine Caleb? 
every day he comes to Moses and says, in the 40 years in the wilderness, you know, Moses, is today the day? No. Okay, right. And he comes back the following day. Moses, is today the day? No. Okay, right. And, and it goes back, Moses, is, is today the day? No. And 40 years of doing that. Gosh. And of course, in the end, he's the one who, in the end, says, God promised me the land of the Amalekites. Please, can I go and do this now? You know, when they've entered mm. the land. So, in a sense, the delay deepened his conviction and his faith. It's yeah. not easy. I understand that. Okay, not easy. But it depends how we take it and how it works for us. So, you know, I was just sort of wondering, you know, what was it like for this woman? Mm. And for 12 years, you know, every day. And then coming to this moment, you know, I was just <laughs> like, oh, my. It seems she definitely quite literally grabbed the opportunity, didn't she? There, like, <laughs> I think if 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 you've been experiencing something that long, and there there may be people you're listening and you have experienced something yeah. for that long or longer, and you, you've got this opportunity, I think it's so wonderful actually that she a bit a bit like Jairus last week took a risk and and just went for it, but. Um, something you also mentioned in Acorn Christian Live was, um, I've written it down, was to look into the supernatural um, in these moments, not the, not the natural. And that, I think that's a really interesting point because you can often be optimistic, but it may not necessarily help you in these situations. But looking into the supernatural is a whole other thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, the narrative is really clear, isn't it? It says she tried everything. And, and mm. one of the texts says, you know, she spent everything. Um, yeah. And at, at the house of healers, you know, she tried every therapy and every treatment, but it it, mm. it got worse for her, not better. And again, as I said in, in the podcast, in um, in the service, it's not necessarily implicit in criticism of those who are trying to help her, but it just didn't work. So what do you do when nothing else seems to work? But the thing that staggered me, and I loved the idea that in the midst of the normal thing of walking down a street and being jostled by a crowd, Jesus is alert and aware to the presence of one person mm. saying, Lord, help me. And, and that in the midst of the whole natural, Jesus is supernaturally attuned to, to the touch of one person who's looking to the supernatural for God. Yeah. And, and so, you know, this whole thing about whoever touched Messiah's prayer shawl, his talent would be saved, which was uh, healed, which was the, the teaching of, of the rabbis. But the, the thing for me that came out was you would have looked at this event and said that is totally normal, natural stuff. Walking down the street, getting jostled. But actually, yeah. in reality, for this woman, it wasn't. It was a supernatural event. Uh, and I think that there is a delay can dull us towards the presence of the supernatural, which is why mm. I guess I, I keep my faith parties and my friends who are going to encourage me to keep pressing on. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really good. And it's a bit of a challenge, actually, I would say, uh, personally, you know, to, to be looking for those opportunities where you can um, seek the supernatural. But something that also came out from this story was uh, the way Jesus responded to her and he he didn't expose her and he treated her with dignity. And you well, we, we looked at Jairus the week before, haven't we? Um, and I just wonder the order that this has gone in, Jairus's uh, experience with Jesus and the healing of his daughter, 
and then this this experience with Jesus. Do you think it's coincidence or do you think there's a bigger picture happening in the lives of these people? Well, do you know, Lisa, I always think that God is doing more than I'm aware of. Yeah. And last week I talked about the fact that Jesus is dealing with Jairus as much as he's dealing with the girl. And yeah. this is Jairus, whoever she is. We never we never get to meet her. But also, it, isn't it interesting that Jesus is going to use a delay and an interruption in Jairus's circumstances to get him into a place of expectant faith? Mm. And, and so in the healing ministry, one of the things I've noticed um, as we've done School of Healing 2 and we looked at the lives of others, many uh, who were involved in the healing ministry, many of them, um, started their, their meetings and their ministry with people, not by praying for them, but by drawing them through scripture and the word to a place of expectant faith. Mm. Because they said, actually, without, in a sense, you know, um, that, that en engagement of faith from somewhere, that healing becomes much more difficult. Now, yes, I know that Jesus healed people without them ever being involved in anything, and, and I understand that as well. But for most of us, um, it's, in a sense, easier for us to receive when our faith is engaged. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, in the, in the story, and I wonder if the woman thought, well, if he's going to Jairus's house to heal the daughter, I might as well get some of it now. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and, do you know, I would, I would absolutely say yes, if you're ever anywhere where somebody is, is being prayed for for healing or whatever get in yourself i mean mm. even if you stand in covid circumstances you know at least six feet away and just stand there and and put your hands out and say yes god i'll have some of that please in jesus mm. name um i love the fact that that i love the fact that there's always more than enough in jesus yeah you know, it's not like, sorry, I've only got enough for Jairus. Can't really have a little bit. And I wonder if Jairus thought, oh, gosh, is that it? You know, he's, he's healed this woman. Is that is that it now? Is there nothing left for me? Mm. And I would just say to people, there is always something left for you with Jesus. That's wonderful. And, and I would encourage people, yeah, to say God is supernatural. I mean, the church needs to get <laughs> hold of that again. God is supernatural, okay? Rising from the dead is pretty supernatural, okay? <laughs> That's what he's like. And so why not in your circumstance, in your home right now? Mm. Yeah. It was, it was that sort of thought process that made me look at the story. But I can imagine her joy when she thinks, it's over. This is done. <laughs> I think, wow. Yeah. What... I mean, this this is such a a beautiful story that we've that we've seen. But often it's not. Um, it doesn't feel like this for some people. You know, some people may fear actually approaching God uh, in in their times of need and and haven't seen the result they may have been expecting straight away. So, mm. how can we overcome that fear to be able to reach faith? It is true. You, you often have to step over your fear, the threshold of fear, to get into faith. And, and it's not like God says, oh, well, you didn't make it, so you can't have it. Um, mm -hmm. I think God understands. I love the fact that she sneaked up on Jesus. <laughs> Don't you love that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never done a session on healing about sneaking up on Jesus. But she comes, she doesn't come in any way um, 
overtly and, and in public and letting everything, she just reaches out to him. And I would say to people, um, you can just reach out quietly where you are, even right now, listening to this podcast. Mm. And you can say, Jesus, I need help. I need healing. Please. Mm. You know, and, and that could be your handful of garment that you get hold of. So mm. Jesus, please, I need help. Or my friend needs help. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what she did for 11 years and 364 days. Okay. <laughs> but she recognized a moment when it came. And I think, Lord, keep my eyes open so that I know when you're around. And, and you know, I mean, one of the other crazy things is, um, and we, Mary and I have done it, go to where God is working. <laughs> you know, yeah. she, she didn't say, well, if God wants to heal me, I'll sit in my house and Jesus will come and knock on the door. Mm. I think she went to find him and I would say yeah okay that's what I, I would do if, if I'm in need go to someone who's got more of Jesus than you have and say please pray for me yeah that's a really helpful point actually because a lot of the folks that we do uh, pray with and minister with here um, at Acorn um, that they've been traveling with stuff for years um, and that's such an encouragement actually that just in the quiet of your own home or wherever you are, um, just reach out to him. Um, and I think also, I mean, we talk about healing hubs quite a lot at the moment, don't we? Trying to create opportunities. Well, Acorn, we try and create opportunities where people, like you said, go to where Jesus is, go to where you're seeing God actively involved. And um, healing hubs might be a way actually that um, that can happen for some people. Um, are there any other ways you think that we can touch Jesus today? Yeah. You know the story about um, Paul and, and the handkerchiefs in the, old, in the New Testament? And they yeah. used to pray for them. And we've done that as an acorn. We've prayed over mm. handkerchiefs and things for people and, and stuff and, and sent them out. Um, how about this? This woman, she grabs a handful of cloth. And that's her prayer to say, Jesus, please heal me. Okay. So how about this? When the podcast is over, go into your kitchen. And as you reach out your hand, grab a handful of the tea towel. And as you grab a hand of the tea towel, say, Jesus, let your spirit come on me now and heal me, please. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah, I like that. Just go to your kitchen. As you grab a mm -hmm. handful of tea towel, just say, Jesus, please heal me. Yeah. Because it's like laying hold of the garment. And you say, what do you mean? You know. And actually, can I be honest? I've heard stories where um, as, as people have put the key in the door of their house, they've been told to say, Jesus, I believe. And as they did it, they were healed. Smith Wigglesworth did that. Wow. As you, go to the as you go to the kitchen, handful of the tea towel and grab a handful, just like the picture and say, Jesus, please heal me. Yeah, that's great. And again, that's seeking the supernatural, isn't it? Um, in those moments. And by the yeah. way, tea towel isn't magic. It's just the faith moment. Key point. Um, just one last thing, Wes, from me anyway, that really stood out when you did the service was you really emphasised that Jesus understands and that we're not forgotten. Um, and I would hate for us to not just chat about that a little bit uh, before we come to an end. Maybe just encourage us, Wes, with that. <laughs> Well, do you know, we often think, don't we, that 
unless um you know and unless we're sort of seeing fireworks and and stuff that that we don't count and that we're out of god's mind and whatever and i think one of the things i've i've understood this there are times when you do feel forgotten okay so jesus understood on the cross my god my god why have you forsaken mm. me you've heard me go on about that before but you know he understood what it was like to feel that yeah okay the scripture doesn't say that was the reality it just says that's what it felt like my god my god why have you forsaken me jesus knew what it felt like right but actually isn't the truth that when i feel god forsaken has god forsaken me the answer is no he hasn't it's just that that's what it feels like yeah. And that's that's my that's how I'm feeling, but it not isn't necessarily an accurate description of reality. So what I would say is that in those moments, um, yeah, we we can feel forgotten, but actually that's not the reality. That's just our feeling. The reality God has, has said over and over again, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm never going to do that. You know, it's mm. impossible for God to not be aware of you. But it's possible for me to not feel that. And I understand that. So that's why I encourage people in the in the service, you know, just stand up right now or in the car where you're listening to this and just at the top of your voice, say, I am not forgotten in Jesus mm -hmm. name. And you're not. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Um, <laughs> awesome. So that's um, let's bring it to a close um, because we've got lots here that people can mull over and, and pray into but if you're uh, with anybody today or even on your own um some questions that might be helpful for you um from listening to this podcast uh, how do you feel about the the delays that you that are in front of you or what delays are in front of you and how can you reach out to jesus today so we look forward to catching you again next week do go and check out the acorn christian live service and we'll see you soon see you wes yeah, bye. We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon.